Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. Coming up on today's show, Adidas is turning plastic ocean waste into sneakers and sportswear. Now, I know we all have our favorite brands. You know what my favorite brand is. But how is this now affecting, you know, technology when it comes down to performance? And that's something that I'm very, very interested in. I'm going to tap into that in segment one. And also, I'm also tapping into leadership. How important is that in lifestyle, in sports, in performance, and in the sport you love? I'm also talking about the first woman coach to coach in the NFL. Is this a new trend? Can we expect some more female coaches taking that step up? And what I like about that is how gender now is being judged on how good you are athletically how good you are as a professional rather than what gender they are which is awesome and i also have aliazia suedi basketball player from Sharjah in the uae who's going to be talking to us today on the halftime show all the way from serbia and giving us an insight on her mindset and how it's developed and evolved over the last four years on the only place to be at three the halftime show on pulse 95 this is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves to fire that fucking goal. This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. It sure is that time. It's the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in on the Instagram live at Omar Duri and at Pulse95 Radio. Wherever you are tuned around the world, thank you so much for lending us your ears for the hour. And we've got a lot of good stuff happening today. And we're starting off with, you know, in terms of brands and things that happen in sports, it's kind of important. We spoke about it the other day. But what happens when a brand goes out of their way to really try and make the world a better place. Now in 2015, Adidas partnered with Pali for the oceans to turn marine pollution like plastic bottles into shoes and sportswear. Now, Ultra Boost and Alpha Boost shoes are pretty good and pretty hot in the industry. But for me, the two companies prevented over 2,800 tons of plastic from reaching the ocean. And in 2019, Adidas expects to make 11 million pairs of shoes with recycled marine waste. But how are these shoes made? Plastic bottles that contain PET are broken down into plastic flakes. They cut into small resin pellets. And these pellets are melted to create a filament, which is spun into what Adidas call ocean plastic. Now. When it comes to innovation, when it comes to performance, I love that. And we all have our favorite brands, and I'm sure people are trying to latch onto this. But for me, I love the way you kind of make something out of nothing, and then people actually support the cause because it's a good cause. And that's what I love about Adidas. So for me now, I'm looking at that and thinking, that's actually another reason why if you weren't a fan, because I am a fan, if you weren't a fan, why you'd actually jump onto that. And with that, you know, created using like tailored fiber placement technology, the new upper pad with iconic optimized boost midsole provides ultimate responsive and comfort is what adidas say and it's almost like training like an astronaut and they've got a program you know called the astronaut program an exclusive training program to help runners reach peak performance 
I'll be interested to see what that's all about, you know, for sure, 100%. And talking about runners, the marathon's coming up uh, this weekend. So I'm sure all the runners will be joining their teams to be able to, uh, you know, run for a cause or just even for a personal goal. And that's what we're all about here on the Halftime Show. Shout out to everyone who's tuned in, and especially those who are tuned in from London. Tarek, Dino, Dodi, you know who you are. Thank you again for connecting. I know there's a time difference and yet you're always loyal to the show. So appreciate you guys, wherever you are tuning around the world. Thank you for connecting with us. And coming up next, guys, we've got... Leadership in sports and how important it is to have in a dressing room, team and sport and the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Uh. Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Now, if you're just tuning in and want to catch up on any of our shows, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, commercial and music free. Just type in the Halftime Show with Omar Duri and we are there. We have some amazing guests covering some incredible topics such as gut health, mental health, nutrition, just to name a few. And today what we're talking about is we're talking about leadership and what is a leader and how important it is in the sport that you love to have a leader. Do they have to be vocal? Are they normally loud? Do they lead by example? So many different things in what a leader is classified as. What I'm diving into is Is it important to have leaders, especially through tough times, and why? Text us on 4215, it's a salat, or do, or slide into our DMs on Instagram at Omar Duri or Pulse95 Radio. And let me know, why is it important to have a leader? Have you had experiences with leaders? They could be good, they could be bad. I want to hear them all, I want to see what it's about. Because for me personally, a leader doesn't always have to be vocal in terms of how loud they are. They could lead by example. Um, I've had a few uh, leaders I've looked up to in the past in different industries, by the way. It doesn't always have to be um, the same industry. I saw recently on UFC 246, Conor McGregor had Tony Robbins in his corner. Now, for many people around the world, they know who that is. A motivational speaker and someone who's helped a lot of people turn their careers uh, back on track. And that's just a small example. You know, we look at people like Martin Luther King. Uh, you look at people like even our families. You know, we've had people within our family who's who's helped us. Mothers, fathers, uncles, friends. You know, there's so many different types of mentors you can have. But what does leadership do for you? And sometimes relying on that so much can actually cause reverse effects because you're relying on someone. Um for me growing up in teams and in sports I haven't I I had one or two people that I looked up to who had leadership qualities but I often found myself having to step into something that maybe I wasn't too comfortable with so therefore it's a different type of leader I wasn't the one who was barking orders or options and especially when you're a coach you automatically are assumed that you have to fill a certain role even when you're just having a good time with your friends you're playing uh, sports like uh, you know football or cricket or rugby or American football or basketball you expect certain people to to have certain roles and with more experience you obviously know how it feels to lose to win and draw so you're able to put an arm around one of your teammates 
and help them out. And that's the different levels of leadership that we look at. And I'm very fascinated to see what kind of leaders you've looked up to. And if you have, let me know. Text us on 4215 or slide into the DMs uh, at Omar Dur on Instagram and tell me who is a leadership uh who, who represents that leadership figure for you? Um, recently, you know, Manchester City in the English Premier League have been criticised for not replacing a natural-born leader in Vincent Company, who actually was recently in the news again following a, a fire incident with an opponent. So basically, the goalkeeper Simon Minile was in goal and people were throwing, you know, some of those, um, like the fireworks and the kind of dangerous those things that come onto the pitch and they start spiraling all over the place and Vincent Company who was playing against Simon Minile had come over to the fans and told them you know to calm down stay away from that you know to protect the opposition player now that's someone who like I said is just born with it and even the way he speaks and he conducts himself there's a different level of pressure for leaders and because they represent themselves and they represent their team and they might even represent their family, their culture, their race, their religion. And that's very, very key. So how I always say holding ourselves accountable before judging others is, is, is vital. That's definitely something a leader will probably look into. And, uh, and, I, and I look at different people in different industries and really try and tune into what they do and how they do things different, how they conduct themselves, um, especially in bad times. Because it's very easy to be in a good mood when things are going right, when you're, when you're winning, when you're successful in sports and in life. But what I like about that is how we define leadership and how it makes an impact on us. Um, very, very key. Especially now when you have young athletes in so many different sports um, experiencing uh, competitions, tournaments. You know, I'm, I'm speaking to... Uh, Eliazia Suwedi, who's uh, who plays for Sharjah and uh, the UAE, a uh, very very good basketball player, and she she's someone that, for example, what we'll find out later is how she's changed over the last four years. Very very key in the way that you know we conduct ourselves. And I even ask a simple question that sometimes when you're in a team and you look at someone who's quite young, you might identify with that person and how they felt and how nervous they were. These are all key attributes that we kind of experience throughout our playing careers as players, as coaches. And all of a sudden, there's this draw for you to help that person when needed or to say the right thing. Not to say too much, but to say the right thing at the right time so they don't feel how you felt when you were in that situation. You kind of catch my drift where I'm going with this. So I always say the halftime show is more than just sports. This is such a key topic when it comes down to leaders because some people are just born with it. And, um, and I, and I want to know, I want to know who, who you see as a leader and how you view them. Um, thank you for those who are tuning in on the Instagram Live, Etika and Morvili, who are obviously giving uh, you know, their, their shout-outs on, uh, on the Halftime Show. And remember, guys, it's not just sports, as we say. It could be any sports. Because um, I'm also going to be talking about the first NFL female coach. Now imagine how hard that's going to be when you've got these six foot plus, 200 pound plus athletes. And as a female, you have to you have to gain that trust. You have to gain that dressing room, as we call, um, on, on that. And that's coming up next. The history is made in the NFL because 
we have the first female NFL coach. So stay stay on online with us. Stay tuned on Pulse95Radio.com on the heart of Sharjah on the Halftime Show. On the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, Salam and welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. Welcome back to the Halftime Show, guys. It's great to have you back. Now, in the break, um, something that was really funny. I actually uh, got someone on the Instagram live. Shout out to Nuri, who's tuning in from London. Uh, we were talking about leadership. We were talking about performance uh, and the importance of how it plays a role, not just in sports, but in life. Um, and shout out to Nuri and uh, obviously Maria on the Instagram live. And we were talking about... Being accepted in a team sport when you're not really known. Um, upsetting the odds is another one, which we'll say politely. Um, when you go in as underdogs and you face a team that is so confident they're going to win that they bring 100 people or 200 people and they record it at that time with video cameras, not even phones. That's how old we are. And, um, and they want to show you know, their friends afterwards. So... They, they, you know, they come in there in their hundreds and the underdogs actually win. Now, that creates a bond and it creates, you know, people sticking together and people actually growing together who are probably the underdogs and, uh, and then end up winning the semi-final and advancing to the final and then winning the final, which is the first time I believe in their history. Being part of that team for me was such a great experience because I came in as someone who no one really knew and now we can say it I wasn't even actually part of the university <laughs> some one of my friends in the university re- recruited me just for the tournament the point I'm making is is when you actually build a bond like that it lasts for years and I haven't heard or spoken to this person for 10 years and he comes on and he reminds me about that at the perfect time when we're talking about performance uh, coaching and how it plays such a role in growth in sports and in life because it teaches you that as an underdog you still have a chance and you still have a way to actually defeat you're not beaten before you start the game once the game starts whichever sport you play you have a choice and it's not based on what religion you are what race you are what culture you're from and that's what i love about sports and speaking about that katie sowers Uh, knows a little bit about making history and after a recent win the assistant coach is officially taking her team the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl that's right folks the Super Bowl is huge wherever you're around the world you know about the Super Bowl but whether they beat the Kansas City Chiefs in February or not Soez's name will be going down in the books as the first female coach to work on the sidelines at the big game now like many great coaches she actually played American football at an elite, an elite, elite level, if I can say that. And ESPN uh, reports that she was a quarterback for the Kansas City Titans, which is in the Women's Football Alliance. Now, in 2013, Sowers was a member of the USA Women's National Football Team and helped her teammates earn gold. Now, could this be a new trend or open the doors for more female coaches to excel in sports and not based on gender but based on how good they are and this is something i've always been involved with when it comes to development of gender in sport and how this m- may change history in the world of sport could we possibly see 
similar movements elsewhere? Can you see that in the sport that you follow, whether it's football, whether it's cricket, whether it's rugby? Can you actually see a female coach taking over your team? And if so, I would love to see that. Just basically saying that the experience is there, the quality is there, and I'm happy that that's something that we can evolve with. And really, really excited about that. You know, text us on 4215, or do if you know a superstar that is on their way to achieving big things in the sport based on her quality and not her gender. And coming up next, folks, talking about gender, Aliazi Al Suedi. Um, as she currently, she's currently in Serbia at the moment representing women's basketball for the UAE. Um, you don't want to miss this, folks. She's awesome. And she's coming up on the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike. Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international, local. It's with great pleasure I introduce my next guest who's an incredible athlete, a basketball player who represents the UAE and Sharjah women's sport and just a genuine nice person. Aliaza Suedi, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Aliaza, now, now tell me you are currently in Serbia, is that right? Yes, we're in Serbia. Okay, is it your first time there? No, it's our second time there, and we're basically here on a training camp, uh-huh. uh, preparing for the Arab tournament that's happening on the 2nd of February in Sharjah. Amazing, amazing. And so how, how has training been in Serbia? It's been pretty tough. We're training twice a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got three professional athletes coming in to join the team for this tournament. Nice. Um, we've got a new coach to help us out. Um, so it's been pretty tough, but... We're trying as hard as we can because we really want to win this tournament. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's been cool. Oh, nice. So how does a normal day, I won't say normal because you're training twice a day, how does a typical day (laughs) in in your world uh, appear nowadays? In Serbia or in general? In Serbia. In Serbia. So we're up by 10 a.m. We're having breakfast, training at 12 Mm -hmm. for an hour and a half, have lunch, sleep, wake up, train, (laughs) <laughs> have dinner sleep and that's it <laughs> so the, so it's nice to see that it's safe to say that you guys have been focused purely on you know the end goal and, and being in a different environment you get to kind of reset your environment is that right yes and the thing is that we're so isolated in training that we can't go anywhere right because everything is so far away from us and it's so cold outside Hold on, hold on. When you say cold, what's cold? Below zero. (laughs) (laughs) So how many layers do you have on? Yeah. Sorry? How many layers do you have on? Not enough because no matter how many layers we have on, we're still cold. (laughs) We're Arabs. We love the heat. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. So actually, you know, one thing I like what you said is it's kind of strategic when coaches normally put their athletes in a in a climate that is purely focused on what you're doing away from everything but how long are you there in serbia so we're here for about nine days Uh um and we are training every day and we're having one full day off where we have three friendly games against serbian teams yes um and then we're back home we're off for one day then we have three days of training then the opening of the um uh, opening of the 
competition starts and then that's when we begin competing. Amazing, amazing. And and having been in Serbia and playing against, uh, you know, Eastern European teams, has that helped you develop as an athlete when it comes to playing against different opposition? Yeah, see, um, four years ago when we came to Serbia, mm-hmm. uh, we were doing the same thing, 10 days of training, morning and evening, playing, again, friendly games. And then we came and we competed in the same tournament. So this was four years ago. Right. Ever since then, this is the first time we're out on a training camp. Okay. Um, and the reason why we picked Serbia again was because last time we got first place. Nice. So, okay. Um, so everyone saw how we competed um, at that time and they're expecting a similar result. Yeah. So this is the reason why we're out in Serbia because we, we need to get first place. Absolutely. Um, that's our that's our focus right now. Absolutely. And with the experience of having been there four years ago, you yourself uh, have developed, obviously, you know, later on uh, in, in your career and have become one of the best athletes out there in the game. What I like is I like the fact you're back into Serbia. The expectation is high to be able to retain, you know, what you did last time. But has your mindset changed? over the last four years since you were there last? My mindset has changed so much Mm -hmm. because people's expectations, um, you can never, you know, you can never reach that. People always have certain goals for you. Yeah. And with people being around you when you compete, people talking about you, your pictures being everywhere, that either breaks you as an athlete or it makes you who you are as an athlete. So you have two options. You either develop that mindset and you became, become extremely strong where you don't let anything affect you and you just do your job, which is one job only. All you have to do is play or you can let it beat you down. Absolutely. So I've tried so hard in the past year to develop my mindset because it was, my, uh, it was the one thing that was stopping me from playing. Every time I would be on the court, it would break me. Mm-hmm. And for the past year, it's all I've been doing, research, research, um, constantly reading because this is what I want to do. Yeah. This is what I want to do. All I want to do is play. And if this, the one thing that's going to stop me from playing is my mind, mm. I'm not going to let it. So and, and that's a, a classic example. With yeah. myself. That's a classic example of maybe your toughest opponent is you. And you also exactly. sound like quite a leader as well. Tell me, in the camp now that you have over there, is there anyone like a mini Eliasia who you can identify with that used to be you four years ago? Actually, I would <laughs> kind of yes, but she's stronger than who I was a long time ago. Oh wow! <laughs> and okay. She's younger. Okay. Yeah. So I can't believe how um, little I was. Like how my personality was very weak uh-huh. four years ago. But it's it's so weird. I was I was I wasn't that young, but my personality was not strong at all. Right. You know, I wouldn't stand out. Right. Um. So. Just one year of you working on yourself mentally, not physically, does a huge difference. Oh, absolutely. A huge difference. And it actually allows you to be able to use the game. And I always say this on my show, on the halftime show, I always say sports is a form of escapism. When you're actually on the court or you're on the field, you get to express yourself without having anything hold you back. It sounds like this year has really helped you, you know, find yourself to be able to give more as a team player. Exactly, exactly. That's all it's been for the past year. And that's all it's going to be from now on. It's a matter of you giving it everything you have because this is the one thing that you look forward to every day. You wake up, it's all you think about. It's all you want to do. It's mm-hmm. your it's your escape. It's just, you know, when you're out there, you get to do what you, you love doing best. Yes. So 
that's that's all it is and that's all it's going to be and we're just hoping that um, we're going to show everyone that what we've been working on for the past couple of months uh, we started training um, four months ago mm-hmm. uh, very seriously last month so we're just hoping that we don't disappoint anyone and we give us everything we've got I'm sure you won't. And everyone here on the Halftime Show and everyone in Sharjah and in the UAE is fully behind you. And I'm going to make sure they know that. Where where, and when can we watch these fixtures just for the people who are listening to kind of tune in? So on SHW, mm-hmm. SHJWS, sorry, on Instagram, yeah. uh, that's the main account of the club that I play in. Um, they post all information about where the games are going to be and what the, the schedule is going to be like because the schedule won't be out until the 1st of February. Okay. Um, and the games are going to be in Sharjah Women's Sports Club and Sharjah Men's Club in Samnan area. Mm-hmm. Uh, the basketball games are going to be in those two clubs only. Great, great. And personally, if they want to follow you, just like I have today, <laughs> where, <laughs> where can they follow you at? Uh, on Yaz's World on Instagram. They're more than welcome. That is excellent. Thank you so much for being on the Halftime Show. I know I've had to I've had to try and, you know, borrow you from your training and I don't want to <laughs> be the reason why you're not on your game. <laughs> so I'm going to let you get back to it. But I wish you all the best and everyone here at Pulse95 sends you great energy, all the support. Thank you. And I can't wait to actually interview you here and you're going to tell me how well everything went and how successful you were. How does that sound? I can't wait. Thank you so much. Amazing, amazing. And guys, that was Aliaza Suwedi, who is currently in Serbia, giving us an insight, not just on what she's doing, but the mindset behind a basketball player and how maturing as an athlete and as a person comes hand in hand. That's all we have on Pulse95 in the heart of Sharjah on the Halftime Show with Omar Duri, your host, on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.